Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Dave Schneider with me. Dave is with a acoupletravelers.com, a website dedicated to document Dave and Vicky's journey. Vicky Schneider, I, I believe, their journey throughout, uh, throughout the world, basically. Uh, welcome. Hey, George. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dave. In September of uh, 2012, you took off on a journey across Asia and Europe. What were your goals then? And, and you were with Vicky. Who, who is Vicky? Can you tell our audience? Uh, sure. Vicky is my girlfriend. Okay, so the two of you took off, and what were your goals back then? Uh, sure, we had a few things in mind. Uh, the first was that, you know, obviously we just wanted to do some traveling. Uh, you know, we had been doing kind of vacationing a little bit every year, and we just felt, uh, you know, we want to go do some long-term travel, really kind of immerse ourselves um, in some different countries. Um, but I think we were also hoping to transition into maybe a, a different kind of lifestyle. And, you know, maybe we, we didn't have exactly the, the idea that we were going to do then, uh, whether we were going to work online or try to start a business or maybe just transition to business school. But essentially, we were looking to change our current life. Uh, and that's kind of what we've done. Okay. And what were you doing before when you took your travel? I mean, did you did you quit your job pretty much? And if you did, what were you what were you doing before you quit? Right. So Vicky and I were living in DC. Uh we had graduated college um back in 2010 and we had worked uh 2 years and I was working at a financial services company as a business analyst. So I was doing some marketing analytics and Vicky was an accountant in the city. And, you know, we had nice, comfortable jobs and we were doing well, but uh, we didn't really see a future there in terms of, you know, to make a career out of it. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of when we thought now, well, we should make a change sooner than later and find ourselves okay. 10 years on, you know, back in the same job. So when you when you took off on your journey back in uh, 2012, why did you want to document your journey? Was it just for personal reason or did you think that maybe it was the beginning of, of uh, you know, a profitable business? Uh, yeah, there was definitely a couple things. It wasn't just personal, but on a personal level, we definitely wanted to, you know, have the memories, have um, sort of the online diary, and that's kind of the, you know, keep your friends and family, you know, in touch with what's going on. So there was definitely that aspect, but. We also were thinking, you know, um, you know, is there a possibility to try to earn a little bit of money online? We saw other people who were running travel blogs, and we knew that they were getting sponsored trips, and they were working with companies, and were probably getting discounts. Uh, and so that's a nice thing to kind of pad your budget. And you know, and then at the the last uh, part of it is maybe just, you know, I, I personally cannot just travel. I always feel like I need to be productive in something. So it was a project. Okay, so gave you something to do um, while you were traveling. Talk, talk about maybe the first one year's challenges. So both as as a travelers and also as trying to run your blog. What were some of the biggest challenges? Sure. Well, there were definitely a lot uh, because both of these were very new to us. We didn't really, I mean, we had never done long-term travel before. We didn't know what that was going to be like. And we had never really, you know, done anything online before. We didn't, you know, we didn't know anything about blogging. Uh, so in terms of traveling, um, a lot of the difficulty is, well, I mean, there's a lot of logistical difficulty, just 
getting around and, uh, and you know, how to get from A to Z and, and, and just, you know, we started off in Asia, in Japan, and then we went to Korea and China, and we had never been to Asia. And if you've ever traveled in, you know, Japan, Korea, or China, uh, the English isn't very good. Obviously, the signage is very difficult. The alphabet is foreign. It's a very difficult place to get around. So, you know, and then and imagine doing that with 20-kilogram uh, backpacks, and, you know, you start to get an idea of the kind of the daily frustrations of a backpacker and trying to live on a budget because we had a budget, and, uh, you know, we didn't want to go over that. So, you know, it was, it was, that was a tough, uh, couple of first months, but, but you eventually do start to get the hang of it and you realize, you know, you, you start to get kind of like that checklist in your head, like, okay, we just arrived in, you know, a new town. Um, you know, is there a tourist center? Can we get a map? Uh, you know, do we have a phone that, that works? And you just get this sort of XYZ checklist to kind of go through. Uh, and, and it does start to get better and, you know, and then we started to move into places where, you know, there were more, there were more travelers in Southeast Asia and stuff. And, you know, and now, nowadays I'd say we, you know, we kind of have a good, good handle on what we're doing day to day. Um, as an entrepreneur, well, you know, I, I'm not even, yeah, it's, it's almost when you even call yourself an entrepreneur and I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure I, I'm 100% comfortable calling myself it now. And I definitely wouldn't have been then, but, you know, we had, you know, we, we were, the sort of the uh, making money online uh it kind of kind of happened to us in that um we were blogging for uh several months and we eventually started to get contacted by companies um who you know were interested in buying space on the blog um buying contextual links and sidebar and, and banners and things like that so they you know the, the idea kind of fell into our lap and, you know, once we started to kind of catch on to that, it was just a matter of, you know, how else can we do this? How can we grow? And so go. when did that happen? Was that just a couple of months into it or uh, at one point did people actually because, I mean, people get contacted by these uh, weird <sighs> people that just want a, a stupid link, you know, nothing not even related to to your site or all that. Uh, but how long how long did that happen? How, how long into your journey happened? Sure. So we had started the blog back in around uh, February, March ish of 2012. Um, that was actually before we started traveling. We were, you know, we were building the site, trying to build up an audience, getting ready for, you know, the launch. Uh, we actually started traveling in September, and I would say that was when our first legitimate offers came. Oh, okay. Now, were you watching traffic initially, uh, or it didn't really matter to you, or were not concerned with that at all? Uh, yeah, we, we were watching traffic a little bit just because I think, you know, like many people, it's kind of fun to watch your traffic and you kind of look, you know, at Google Analytics and you like to see how things are going. And, you know, you start to notice that it's more than maybe just your parents and your friends uh, who are watching. But, you know, it wasn't necessarily like there were there was a major kind of traffic goal that we were trying to hit or that we had any real perception of what the traffic meant because a lot of people don't even really talk about it. And, and again, we, we have no idea about anything at this point. We don't know SEO. We didn't know WordPress. Um, so, you know, we're starting from scratch here. Okay. And were you doing anything to promote your blog? Did you go to other bloggers or other sites and say, Hey, here we are. Uh, notice us. Yeah. Sure. I mean, when we first started, we were doing a lot of guest posting. You know, you know, we we tried to kind of. It, it's easy to kind of identify the popular blogs in your niche, um, and you know, realize, understand like, okay, these people know what they're doing. I need to 
connect with them. I need to get noticed by them. Maybe I can write a guest post for their blog, get some more traffic. Uh, so we were doing things like that. We found out, you know, where our niche was hanging out. Um, there were a couple of Facebook groups that were pretty large, you know, like there was like travel blog chronicles where people post their stories and the business of blogging. And, you know, we started to kind of find the, the little talk communities uh, to interact with people. And then obviously, you know, when we were planning out our trip, you know, you, you run into other people who are doing travel blogging and stuff like that. So, you know, eventually we just started to try to network a little bit and, and make some friends. Can you give us an idea in terms of the guest posting? How many guest posts were you able to, to write, let's say, in a month? Just so we get an idea. It's like, was it 10? Was it 100? Is it 500? I mean, what did you have to do in those early days? You know, and it, it all depends on, you know, what your goal is and, and everything like that. And I always kind of, um, I recommend the 80-20 rule, which is, you know, try to do, uh, you know, it's always that 80% of the results will come from 20% of the effort, right? So, you know, instead of necessarily trying to guest post 10 times a month, I would try to guest post twice a month on some really quality blogs. You know, for example, there was one blog called Why Travel Blog, and it's, you know, it's probably one of the top travel blogs uh, out there, and you know, I was able to get a guest post on that, and I believe that sent some traffic, you know, a decent amount of traffic. And so we, you know, we try to do a guest, maybe two or three, honestly, maybe like a guest post and an interview or different things like that. So uh, you currently earn a full-time income that supports you. So how do you make money? Uh, what are your sources of revenue right now? Uh, sure. So. Well, we've we've kind of transitioned uh, in and out of a lot of different things at this point, and you know, it's I guess it's a it's a long story uh, from what has gone on from that um, kind of original month in September 2012. Uh, but essentially, you know, back in September 20, 2012, we we started to get some advertisers, and they would pay us uh, to earn a spot on our blog. Um, and you know, we started earning maybe a couple hundred bucks a month, um, just working with a few people. Uh, and, and what were you thinking about that? What were you th what were you thinking about earning two hundred? Did you think it was a big accomplishment, or were you were you patient with that, or did you think you were a loser because you weren't making a hundred thousand dollars a month? What were your thoughts back then? Actually, we were really pretty pleased for a lot of reasons. The first of all is that we had very low expectations for the blog. Um, you know, to get into specifics, we had about 50 grand or 40, 45 to 50 grand saved up to go travel for two years for two people. And we kind of thought if we could just earn five grand in two years from our blog, that would give us maybe an extra couple of months of travel and just, you know, really seal the deal. So our goal was probably to earn about five grand on the blog in two years. Uh, mm -hmm. when we, when we got our first, um, sort of money coming in in September, it was only maybe $300 in that month, but that $300 came from one client and it came from really what was not a lot of work. You know, somebody wanted to buy a link or, or something to that effect. Uh, so it, it made me think like, wow, you know, there's, there's probably something here. It, it wasn't that it, the important, the important thing was not that we had only earned $300 that month. But, but it was the amount that there was somebody was willing to pay for what we were providing. And I thought if we could get 10 of these people, it would be 3000 a month. Mm -hmm. And now you start to kind of really have an earning. And then, and that's essentially kind of how it worked. And we said, well, you know, we had this one person, how do we get 10 of these people? And we started to kind of, 
seek out how do we get more of these people and we asked other people who they had worked with and we started trading names and and reaching out to them and and we started to grow kind of how much we were earning on our one blog do you remember who that first uh, person was that that paid you to advertise uh yes i do uh you know it's just uh i mean i don't know her personally and i i can't really remember what company um you know she's from but she was a client that uh, she was like, you know, probably worked for an, she worked for an SEO agency and was promoting, you know, one of her travel clients. And, mm-hmm. uh, we worked with her several more times, um, you know, over the last two years for our site and other sites. So yeah. Okay. So, so you, you, so you started out with people paying for a link or something along those lines, advertisers, and you mentioned that there were some transitions there. So, uh, how long did that go on? Uh, and then what happened after? Well, you know, essentially we we had the one basic model, which was we had our one blog and we were trying to work with as many advertisers as we could every month. And every month we had to find new advertisers because uh, for various reasons, but, you know, mostly it was because you would work with somebody once and then, you know, that would be kind of it. They were they weren't like a repeat client. And we, we started doing that and, and we were making maybe, you know, one, two, three grand a month. And wow, this is really great. This is more than we ever imagined we'd be making. Uh, but the, you, you know, eventually you start to get it in you and you, well, why am I so satisfied right now? What can I do to, you know, make, make more, you know? And that's, uh, so that was what we were thinking. And so we, we kind of, we kind of planned, looked at it and we said, well, what are the things that people are paying us for? What are the things that are driving income? And it was, you know, it was a couple of different things. It was things like how many websites or blogs we had access to. It was how many, uh, advertisers we knew. It was how many, uh, posts or links, you know, or, or advertisements we could put up in a month. Uh, and we started to think about all the ways we could grow those different things. And we started buying websites. So we said, well, if we had two websites, we'd be making twice as much. So why don't we try to buy some? And then we started working with people on their and then websites. And how did that turn out when you bought some websites? Uh, it turned out really well. Um, essentially, we knew, um, you know, if, People who are out there and they, they know a little bit about buying websites, they'll be familiar with Flippa, which is a marketplace for buying websites. And the one thing I always tell people about Flippa, I'm not I'm not a buying website expert by any means, but I always say, you know, when you want to when you're trying to buy something, you should look for um, something in which you have kind of a competitive advantage, uh, meaning that you know something about this asset that the seller or the other buyers do not. And that will allow you to essentially buy it at a price that's lower than what you feel it is worth. And that is kind of, that was kind of our thing. So people were selling, you know, travel websites and blogs and things like that. And, but, you know, we knew advertisers, we knew people who were interested in these types of things. We knew what to do with it. So it it allowed us to kind of, um, buy them at a fairly low price and then make a lot more money on them. So all of that went really well because it, you know, it was just, we had a good plan. Can you give me an idea of uh, how much you paid for the first site that you bought? Sure. The first site we paid for, we paid about $650 for it. Um, it was the first travel blog I ever bought on Flippa. And, um, in and was lifetime, it making money already? Was it no, it, it wasn't making any money, which again was kind of the beauty of the strategy was that we knew how to make money with it, but most people did not. And when you go to buy a site, uh, if the site isn't making much money, then, um, you know, you it doesn't sell for that much, right? 
so we were getting them for $650. And then the lifetime earning of that site uh, is around $10,000. Oh, that's, that's a very nice. So basically, some people either don't know what they have or just don't know what to do what they have. Right. Right. It's like a yard sale and finding like a Babe Ruth uh, <laughs> baseball card. So can you replicate that? How many times were you able to do that? Are you still doing that? Uh, we were. We did replicate that quite a lot, um, probably like 20 or so times. Um, and I regret not doing it more. Um, it just was maybe maybe a lack of confidence or a lack of time. You know, we remember during all this, we're busy traveling and backpacking and seeing sites. So it wasn't like we were working full time on the internet. We were probably working four hours a day at most. Um, so we 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 replicated that. Um, yeah, you know at least 20 times and and we started to think about other ways you know that we could do it um that weren't just on flippa because you know um that was uh there was a limited supply that was available it wasn't like you could just go on and buy a website every time you wanted one you had to find the right thing there was something we were looking for and we started to learn kind of how to build them ourselves and, and where else we could get them we connected with some sellers sort of um directly so we didn't need to go through the marketplace and, you know, yeah, we pretty much built up, you know, a mini empire of those types of sites. So approximately how many websites do you have now? I mean, nowadays we, we probably have 30, but, you know, some of them have come and gone and, and Google updates have have uh, kind of knocked a few of them out and, and things like that. And, you know, if I'm being honest, it isn't the same business that it used to be. Um, you know, Why it, is that? Is it because of the Google updates or... Yeah, you know, there there were some different, um, you know, there was always Google updates and, and those kind of would, would take you out and, and kind of bring fear. But there were some recent, I you know, and this is kind of purely um, my conjecture, uh, but there were some recent um, sort of uh, penalties that got dished out to some big travel brands. For example, you might recall back in January, Expedia got hit with a, a Google penalty as well and lost a significant amount of their Google search traffic uh, because they were, um, they were found, they it was found out that they were buying links basically and trying to gain the search engines. And, you know, when, when a client as big as Expedia gets hit, it sends ripples to um, a lot of other people in the industry. So it's really kind of brought the demand down for this type of stuff. Okay. Now, I read uh, somewhere that uh, last November your blog had gro grossed over $20,000. Is that pretty much an average or is that more than average or how is your revenue right now? Uh, the blog, well, it it's again, it's... It's not exactly the blog, a couple travelers. That would be really misleading to say that that was um, the, uh, you know, the sole source of the income. You know, at this point, again, we had 20, 30 websites and we were kind of working across all of them. Um, at one point, you know, we had uh, in January of, early, January of early this year, and that was the last time I reported income and it's the last income, you know, that I referenced. Um, openly and we had made about 20 grand in profit across all of our websites okay okay uh, and, yeah in that, in that month mm -hmm. yeah because i read that nowadays make about four thousand uh working with other bloggers and it took in about 150k this year from uh from this work and about a third of that was profit is that correct or um you know it's uh, the you know, I, I always shy away from discussing numbers exactly. I, you know, um, I think that 
yeah, what I think I'm trying to think of what you're what you're referencing here. And you know, we had um, what was called the blogging partnership, and that was um, working with other um, bloggers to sell advertising on their sites. So these were sites that we did not own. Uh, so that 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 kind of side business um, had a revenue of about 150 grand or so, and about a third of that went to us last year. And then there was you know revenue from our own network and our own sites. So yes. Yeah. So can you talk about how you developed that blogging partnership program? Because um, you know maybe that's something that our audience could do in their own specific niche. Sure, it's um, um, you know, and, and it's, it's 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 also about just kind of where the idea comes from that might be helpful. And you know, if if you're looking for a way to monetize, uh, you know, a way to make a way to make money online, um, you know, there's a million and one ways to do so. But one one thing that people might say is, you know. Look at what what people are asking you, and then see if you can monetize that. For example, if people are asking you, "Oh, how do you have so many Facebook likes, or how do you have so many Twitter followers?" Maybe you're a good person for a course on you know social media uh, growth. Just for example, uh, for us, we were doing the monthly income reports, and we were earning a decent living on our websites. And people were taking notice and people, travelers in the niche were taking notice and they were asking us, well, how are you guys making money? And that was an opportunity for us. And we said, well, again, it was they had they had an asset, a website or a blog that we knew was worth more than what they were getting from it. So we said, why don't we teach them how to do it? We will connect them with the advertisers that we know and we will take a commission on the sale. Um, it's kind of win-win for everybody because it's no upfront cost for, for the other person. So we started to kind of uh, build this out. And, and when we first did it in March or so of last year, 2013, we had four people who were you know interested in kind of being a part of this. Um, within five months, we probably had 20 people that we were working with. And we really kind of built that up to uh, like a successful side business. Uh, but again, nowadays, um, we have kind of uh, we have we have essentially stopped doing that for you know reasons. And and why did you stop doing that? Well, there was there's a couple of different things, but like I said, for one thing, the demand is not as high as it used to be um, for this type for that that type of money making, um, and which meant that you know it was the amount of effort that we were putting in wasn't making as much money. And it was, you know, it is, it is like having clients really, cause you're working with other people and um, you know, you, you have to answer to them. So oh, it could be a bit of a headache in that, that uh, respect. Also, we just felt that at the end of the day, it was more, it was easier and more profitable simply to own our own sites. Um, and this is when I kind of, this is when I started buying websites. I know we kind of talked about this backwards, but the blogging partnership came first and then kind of the buying sites came next. Okay. So I kind of transitioned on that. That makes sense. Okay, so that, that makes sense. You just have more control that way? Is that Was that the reason? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's exactly yeah. it. Okay. Now, I read somewhere that you have about 20,000 visitors per month. Does, does that include the, your network of websites, or is it just your a couple travelers' uh, blog? Uh, well, that that's probably just about a, uh, a couple travelers, but you know, to be honest, that that represents kind of the bulk of the traffic in, in any other travel websites that we have. Okay, and tell me, uh, you know, I mean, that's a respectable number, and uh, you know, there are a lot of sites that have big, more traffic, but there are most sites don't ever get to twenty thousand visitors. So, tell me, uh, 
what was your strategy to get to get visitors? Initially, you mentioned that guest posting was one thing, but I don't know if that's the sole strategy to get to get visitors. Are there were there any other things? Uh, you know, there's definitely a couple of things um, I think that that con- contributed to it, and it's difficult to necessarily say specifically which one did it. You know, we did keep up um, consistent sort of guest posting, interviewing, probably around two to three a month. You know, even when we were traveling, that was one of that was one of them. Uh, two, we always consi- we were consistently adding fresh content to the blog about new places we were going to, which you know kept people coming back. Um, Number three was probably getting very involved in the niche. Like I said, we were a part of different communities and Facebook groups and um, and things like that. And, you know, you start to network with the other travel bloggers and they come, you know, and, and they start asking questions. You answer the questions. Do you have a post on Croatia? Oh, here you go. They come over. They take a look. They share it. You know, different things like that. You, you, you just start to kind of get involved. And number four would be like a big feature. And we did have – um, a big feature on Nomadic Matt, um, and he runs a very, very popular travel blog, probably probably the biggest that I can think of, uh, and we were lucky enough to get interviewed on his website, and that, that did send a lot of traffic, and a lot of it stayed. Okay, and, and you mentioned uh, networking has come up multiple times, and, and you know, it, it sounds like a very important part of your success. What advice do you have for others to network how do you make the most valuable connections? Uh, you know, anything you can you can share would be really helpful. I think here. Sure, I, I definitely think that networking um, should be a part of everybody, everybody's strategy for a lot of reasons. It's 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 not just about you know trying to increase your numbers and more traffic and more revenue, but it's also about meeting nice people and kind of uh, you know developing coworkers. You know, in in when you don't go to the office, right? I mean, that's part of one of the things I do miss about, about our, my, our prior work. Um, the, my opinion, the best way to build a network is to prov- try to provide value to people, um, even if, uh, e- even in non-traditional ways. So for example, um, let's say I'm, I'm trying to network with Pat Flynn or something. I, and, and, you know, most people know Pat Flynn for smart passive income and, and it, a lot of people I know myself would be like, well, what can I do to kind of get on Pat's radar and, and how can I, you know, try to try to help him out? What what can I give to Pat when Pat is earning $80,000 a month and has a way bigger audience and things like that? And, and you know, so I, I always try to think about non-traditional ways. Um, you know, maybe Pat's going over to the Philippines to do a speaking conference. Well, I know something about, you know, maybe I know something about the Philippines because, Oh, well, I've been there or I wrote a post on it or I know some people who are experts on the Philippines. So I'll, I'll try to make an introduction or send him something useful. Um, so it's about, you know, try, try to think about your own strengths and don't just don't focus necessarily on what the person does 90 um, percent of the time. Maybe 90 percent of the time, you know, Pat's all about smart passive income and Internet marketing and things like that. But maybe you can add value to his other 10%, which is when he's going on vacation or, or a hobby he has or something like that. And people start to take notice of, of the people that are givers and not takers because, you know, the bigger you get, the more emails you receive uh, that are essentially questions and can you help me out and can you do this for me? And they start to notice when somebody starts to be more of a giver. And I think that's the best way to build a network. Okay. So be useful. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um 
So let's talk about maybe the ups and downs. I'm sure that I mean you've been at this for a couple of years, and you guys had uh, you guys had success, right? So, but I'm sure there are some some downs as well and some challenges. So, how do you deal with that roller coaster ride of being an entrepreneur? Uh, it's tough. I definitely do not have the answer. You know, the the answer. I sometimes I feel like um, you know maybe it requires five plus years to be able to have seen how things turned out. Um, I think the, the the best way to deal with um, with uh, you know the roller coaster ride, which is things going up and going down, is to build like build a solid foundation and know that you're making the right decisions. Um, so, for example, um, you know when in January when we had kind of um, it, you know, this what I mentioned what happened with Expedia and and it kind of got hit and you know it sort of sent the ripples throughout the industry and and that that definitely hurt our income uh, I'll be honest you know we didn't we weren't making as much as we were in the prior months and we aren't ma- making making as much um, you know as we were then but you know I feel confident that we're building the right network so we're we're meeting the right people and kind of and, and building that 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 network and we're making the right decisions in terms of how we how we run the business and what projects we go after and how we prioritize them. And where, you know, we're obviously finances are always important as well because it does uh, require money often to run and grow a business. So we're very, we're very, um, you know, we, we're careful with our spending to make sure we don't overspend and, and, and things like that uh, relative to our income. Uh, and I think, you know, if you feel like this, you have the skills and you're making the right decisions in the long run, things will go well. So what what would you say was the biggest mistake that you made in business that would serve as a good learning experience for all of us listening? Sure. I think I heard Warren Buffett say this once, and I, I do really agree. Uh, and I think some of the, big, the biggest mistakes in business are not necessarily the things we did, but they're the things that we didn't do, uh, mistakes of omission. And, um, you know, at least from a purely financial perspective, um, although we did very well last year, I know we could have done a lot better if we had been more aggressive and more confident. Um, and, you know, for example, if we had bought more sites and we had learned more about it and we had kind of attacked it earlier, I easily think we could have made double what we made um, la- um, last year. And I think the key is, you know, you have to be, you have to, you, you know, you should be aggressive, if, you know, especially, you know, relative to how things are going on. You know, if you, if there are, you know, you have responsibilities and bills to pay and you have debt, maybe you don't want to be too aggressive. But we were, you know, we're, we're young in our mid-20s. We don't have debt. Um, so I think you know, we should have been more aggressive and we should have been more confident in that we knew what it took to make, to make money on these things. Like I said, we had turned one site that I spent $650 on. And we have turned that into ten grand. Uh, we knew um, what we need to be doing, but I just was not aggressive enough to go out and get more of those types of things. I was happy to sit back on what you know we were currently making. So be confident, be aggressive. I just have two more questions. Uh, we're a little bit over 30 minutes. Is that okay if I ask that? That's or fine. Need... Yep. Okay. So what do you think is the uh, biggest time waster for entrepreneurs? Maybe what was a time waster for you or that you see others others make? I think... You know, you know. I mean, it, so a lot of people will say something like email, and you know, sometimes people do spend a lot of time on on email and things like that. I think it's um, getting distracted on projects that maybe do not have big potential or like a long-term future. It's very typical for entrepreneurs to take on half a dozen things, and you know, because you never nec- you don't know, you don't, maybe you don't know what's going to be kind of the real winner, and 
and uh, you know you don't know how and you, you like to have a, a lot of different things to work on. Um, I really recommend trying to limit um, the amount of things that you're working on to one, two, maybe three things um, if you feel it's necessary. Uh, find out what you think has the most p- potential and go for that one all the way. Okay. If someone came to you, maybe a good friend or someone in your family, and, and they saw your success, and they say, you know, I, w- I want to do something like you, or I just want to be an entrepreneur, what would be the first thing that you would teach that person? Uh, the first thing is, so I don't think it's a good idea, uh, you know, to necessarily look at one person's, you know, who, to look at maybe what, what, you know, Vicky and I were doing with the travel blogs and say, say, I want to do that. Um, you have to kind of understand what's going on. You know, a lot of people probably looked at what Vicky and I were doing with the travel blogs and thought, oh my God, these guys are earning $15,000 a month on this one travel blog. I could do that. I'm going to do that. And they made travel blogs and nothing happened. Um, you have to understand um, the the whole picture of of what we were trying to run behind the scenes and, and everything that we were doing and, and what was really driving the results uh, and make sure that kind of you have a good grasp grasp of of the situation. So I think it's you know it's re- research. I think research it should be the start of everything. Okay, where where are you now in the world right now? Yeah, right now we're in uh, Croatia, Zagreb. I will be here for a few more days, uh, and then we're going to head to Greece. So do you ever pinch yourself the life you're living? Uh, no, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really – I mean, uh, you know, we – like, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've thrown around some big numbers with, you know, earnings and things like that. But, you know, we are not like the rich and famous or anything like that. We have our daily struggles, and we have our projects that we're working on, and we have our, you know, day-to-day battle with trying to, you know, earn a living that we that, – that we're comfortable with and – and you know, make sure that this is long term and sustainable. We still feel like we have a long way to go before I really feel like we, you know, I could call it a success. So I said we had a successful year last year, but I wouldn't necessarily say that we are, you know, a success in in the whole aspect of it. So, you know, I I don't know. Maybe it's the whole grass is greener and you know, being happy with what you have. And I should probably spend more time uh, realizing, you know, what we do have. Uh, but you know, I I also still think there's a lot of work to be done. So, uh, Dave, uh, thank you very much for sharing your story today. How can people connect with you or learn more about you? Uh, sure. Well, I know we've talked a lot about a couple of travelers, but I would prefer to direct people to my newest site, which is selfmadebusinessman.com. Um, over the last year, I, you know, I, I feel like I've had a lot of learnings, and, and, I, and I try to share those now in my own business and entrepreneurship website. So come over there, check that out. There's a contact form on the page, and you know, you can send me, uh, hit me up anytime, and I will always answer questions. So that's selfmadebusinessman.com. Is that correct? That's right, George. Okay, Dave. Thank you, and hopefully you can come back maybe next year and give us an update on how your businesses are going and your travels. Be a pleasure. Be safe out there. Thanks, George. Thank you.